I'm Diren Garhi, and you're listening to The Laughs of Your Life, the podcast where I talk to influential people about laughter, from their first memories of laughter to feeling laughed at, to the moments where if they didn't laugh, they cry. You've had a show about it. I obviously wrote a show about yeah. it. Yeah. Everything that happens, they're like, that'll be material. <laughs> you're like heartbroken, bawling, crying on the ground, snorting Xana. I had dear joke. <laughs> and they're like, this is material. And you're like, it really doesn't feel like material now. It just feels like I'm really upset. Comedian Joanne McNally is my guest this week. She talks to me about growing up in Dublin, her rocky relationship with food, and how some people take issue with her accent, but she doesn't really care. I hope you enjoy. Joanne McNally. Darren Carrie. You are very welcome. Thank you. To the laughs of your life. <laughs> Thank you. That was, it was very That was like serious. it was rehearsed. Yeah. It was like it was gorgeous. Parkinson material. Go on. <laughs> okay, well, we just get started. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, Joanne. Yes. Your first memory of laughter. My first memory of laughter. So this is going to sound very strange, but I don't ever remember laughing before secondary school. I'm sure I did laugh, yeah, okay. but nothing sticks out. My mum said I was a very giddy child. Um, she actually said I was quite flirtatious as a child. Oh, weird. I know. Being slut shamed by your own mother for when you were three. But it was the 80s. Um, <laughs> people loved to slut shame. But she said I was very giddy as a child. And then I don't, I don't really remember much. My memory's quite bad. Like, I'm not one of these people who can remember their childhood. Like, I really don't. Okay. It was sunny a lot and there was a lot of ice cream floats. That's all I really remember. Yeah. But then when I got to secondary, because I'm a really cheap laugh. Like, I'll laugh at anything. Yeah. Like, my friend Ashton came to me very upset recently because she was saying that I'd made her think she was funny because I used to laugh at everything she said. <laughs> and then a false she, sense of security. Yeah. Weight, and then she moved to Dubai <laughs> and she was like, it turns out I'm not funny at all. Which I thought was hilarious. I love that, a supportive laughter. You need that. I'm a cheap laugh. Like, yeah, I am. Yeah. I love laugh. I'd laugh at anything. But then when we got into secondary school, the laughing really took off. So like, the, I went to an all-girls secondary school. Where? Loretta Dawkey. And then I was kind of... Is that the one with the fab hockey pitch? It's all on the sea. Yeah. Whores on the shore, they yeah. call us. Or virgins on the rocks, depending who you're talking to. <laughs> depending if someone was giving it away or not giving it away. Um, it was gorgeous. So we'd look out and there were seals and everything. And I always had to sit on my own in English class. I just sit on my own in most of the classes yeah. because I was disruptive. Right. Um, but I used to laugh so much in school that I used to wet myself very regularly. And on a double German on a Friday, like it was a full, there was a full wedding of oneself like not just no yeah so usually by the end like I'd usually have to use my own jumper to tie around my waist or I'd have to get one of the girls jumpers and they'd see me coming and they'd be like no 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 because I'd have a stain on the back of my pinafore oh yeah I used to wet myself all the time and then I had another friend Joanne Healy and we I think she's a barrister now Uh, but we I used to go to her house on the weekend and then wet myself there like why did you just let that happen? Because I couldn't control it. It was like I'd had seven kids and I was like 15. I was, you were I just, pelvic floor. I'd laugh and I would just, it would become, and like, I would laugh to the point where, um, you know, when the teacher then tries to intervene, but it's too late. Yeah. You're locked in then. Oh yeah. And the more that your shoulders, to it, yeah. Yeah. And you're trying to laugh and there's drill coming out your mouth and everything. <laughs> yeah. Like that was school. I loved it so much. I loved it so much that I had to leave and go to another school. And would you... <laughs> Did you actually? Yeah, what one did you go to? I went up going to the institute then for oh, fifth and sixth. Oh yeah, okay. How was that? 
it was actually much better as in like I there wasn't as much laughing but it was too much I was I was just cl- I was the clown like and were your parents just like that's the end of it now no the school was like that's the end of it now <laughs> really <laughs> yeah. oh, you were that bad well it was more I wasn't I wasn't like malicious yeah like you didn't yeah. bully teachers or anything. No, there was none of that. But they were like, you know, what can we really do? Like, there's, just, I was on my, I just sit on my own in all the classes <laughs> and everything. And the teachers, they, I think they kind of liked me, but I think they felt sorry for me. Right. Um, and then I went to transition year for. Why transition. did they feel sorry for you? Because I wasn't applying myself. Do you know all this? Like, you weren't fulfilling your potential, Joanne. Is, that's all the all the all the school reports ever said. I was like, "What is this potential that everyone's talking about?" I never reached it. Um, well, actually, I did because I used to make people laugh in class, and now I'm a comic, so exactly. I guess it but did work out in the end. Uh, but yeah, there was a lot of laughing and a lot of um, wetting myself. And would you be making people laugh and then laughing at your own jokes? Is that what it was? No, I'd be. There was. I'd be. No, <laughs> I did like making people laugh. I was an attention-seeking clown. Yeah, same. Who wet itself. <laughs> Itself <laughs> Itself A lot And we drive around in cars Like in One of the girls would pick us up On the weekend Or in the evening And we'd all cram into this Like tiny Nissan Micra Yeah And drive around on Leary laughing Peugeot 206 Yeah there you go They were the real school cars Yeah We were actually in my Hockey school Hockey sticks coming out the back of it And <laughs> chewing te- All we ate was them um, Tempe crisps One girl smoking fags Yeah one girl One badass smoking <laughs> fags yeah, we in our school, um, we actually weren't allowed park. If you drove, you weren't allowed park in the school because they were like, you're, "You're not allowed to rub your car in people's faces." So we had to really? park in the Phoenix Park and then walk up to our school. I, I get that though; they're trying to like not. Bring I get in a it big too. Class difference in. Yeah, I get your it class, too. Basically. I get it now. At the time, it was kind of like, "Oh, for God's sake!" Yeah, and one of them, my fucking <laughs> Bentley in the school, you pricks. I know. Yeah. Hashtag first world problems I wasn't allowed to park my car In my private school I had to park it at the Phoenix Park Oh my god It was near the Furry Glen though That was dodgy The what? The Furry Glen The Furry Glen in the Phoenix Park What's the Furry Glen? It's where dogging happens Shut up (laughs) I swear to god What? Yeah Now okay I'm going to say I'm really ignorant now Yeah I'm uncultured But is dogging when You just drive up in your car and then someone else is parked in their car and then they just they're get getting it on and no, start riding you. no I think it's there's one couple in a car that get it on and then people rock up and get out of their car and watch and do the couple in the car know they're being watched oh yeah no it's it's an appointment what yes it's not an appointment <laughs> it's, a, it's a show so they get an email beforehand reminding <laughs> them that they have to go and sometimes there's a matinee shut up <laughs> I did not know that it's a fact they're like you're a creep you're like I'm not I'm here by appointment how dare you <laughs> I didn't know that. Furry Glen. Yeah. Okay. And it's obviously called Furry Glen because of the dogging. Mm, I don't know, actually. Mm. Never thought about that. Oh. Can I ask you Spend your Spend a question? lot of time there. <laughs> Darren, you seem to know a lot about Furry Glen. <laughs> okay, Joanne. You rode your way to the top. I knew it. I knew it. I'm, I'm dying to do the same. It's now to ride me. <laughs> I'd never, I'd never ride my ride to the top like that. That's why I can't go into acting now because of all the Me Too stuff. Remember women are having sex for jobs oh and now it's God. over. I just have to audition so I can't <laughs> do it now. Okay, the first time, Joanne, that you felt laughed at? In a bad way, obviously. Whatever way you like. Um, I would say the first time I laughed was maybe in, a, in primary school, I got um, a thistle in my eye and I was in incredible pain. And my mum, because my mum's a nurse, was a nurse, she's still alive, she's retired. She was a nurse and... Um, because if your mum's a nurse you have to be really like you have to have your lung has to be like on the other side of the room for yeah. her to actually care, care. Yeah. 
So I went home with this huge big eye and um, she, three days she left me because uh, she worked at the local hospital. So she was she, th- her biggest fear was that she'd bring us to the hospital and there'd be nothing wrong with us. Yeah. And she'd be seen as a fussy mom. Yeah. So um, she left me for three days and I remember her driving me to the hospital and she was like, there better be something wrong with your eye. And then I was freaking going, oh my God, what if it's not like what if because but it was kind of like spilling out the side and all and I, I couldn't see anything but I was like oh god I hope there's something really wrong with it and then when we got to the doctors he was like it's very serious and we were both delighted we we're like oh my god oh my god we're <laughs> <laughs> both really relieved but anyway he put this huge big eye patch on me and I remember going did back he get the thistle out yeah no so the thistle was out but it had done it scratch yeah yeah um, but I had to wear an eye patch and I remember like no, I didn't. Feel, I didn't feel cool, and people were laughing at me and stuff. I looked like that um, bear from Ch- Children in Need or whatever. Your man, Fuzzy or whatever. What's his <laughs> name? I don't know his name. Pudgy. Yes. Pudgy. I know Another time, about. actually, remember in primary school, uh, we our, our fifth class teacher. We were training. There was all these schools were going to perform in the national concert hall. It was all fourth class, so we were what like ten. Ten. Yeah. Yeah, and um. Our teacher had us, we were singing Mickey Mouse, we were in the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. She had us, so we all had to wear these velvet sashes, Mickey Mouse ears, um, like blue long dresses. And we were singing like, Mickey Mouse Club, Mickey Mouse Club, who's the leader of the club that's meant for you? Like stuff that a three-year-old should yeah, perform. Yeah. And we got to the concert hall and we felt, you know, we were quite excited and everything. And then we got there and every other school was singing like um, kind of cool hip-hop songs. <laughs> and they were all just wearing their, they were all just wearing their uniforms. <laughs> And at this stage, like I obviously, we all thought we were a bit cool mm. and we were extremely <laughs> self-conscious. So when we got there and realized we were dressed like toddlers no. and performing like toddlers, I'll never forget it. We were <laughs> humiliated because we'd gone with loads of confidence. Yeah. And we were like, You're like we're, we're going to slay. We're going to slay. And yeah. then it was like, we're the, we're, the, <laughs> we're the embarrassment here. It was so, I'll never forget it. And we'd little white gloves and everything like Mickey, like Mickey or Minnie Mouse had worn. Humiliating. And I remember feeling so together. stupid, like colouring in our Mickey Mouse badges on the way and all. And then we got there and realised we were so uncool. <laughs> and the whole place was sniggering at us. Yeah. Would you have had many friends in primary school? I think in primary school you're kind of friends with all your class, aren't you? Don't know. I wasn't. No. It's an all-girls school. Yeah. We was yours been... an all-girls primary school? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, the boys were allowed until first class and then they were kicked out. Oh. For whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, but... No, we probably had. I probably had the same gang of girls in primary and secondary. Um, I attract irreverent girls. That's what I like. <laughs> irreverent, fun, funny girls. And would you still be friends with some of them? All of them, yeah. Really? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'd say so, some of them have floated away over the years, but uh, most of them, yeah, they're still they're still there. Well, that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Joanne, the moment where if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. I think that would definitely be when I was um, a patient in an eating disorder clinic. That was really one of those times where you're like, "Uh uh-oh, maybe I'm not on a detox. (laughs) (laughs) That was that period in time, yeah. Maybe maybe I'm not on a detox. Okay, so Everyone looks really concerned. (laughs) I think I look amazing. Uh, yeah, it was when that. was that? So that was over the... Spe- well, I was very sick for a long time, but honestly thought I just like had loads of discipline and that, and that I looked amazing. And then eventually I kind of like spiraled out of all control and ended up going in somewhere. Uh, so that was about... I'm, I'm out... I'm out about maybe seven years. Yeah. Um, so it's not like a million... No, it's not. ...worlds away or a million worlds ago. But I... Yeah, that was one of those times. I honestly 
there is great comedy in madness. In fact, there's... You've had a show about it. I obviously wrote a show about yeah. it. Yeah. Everything that happens, they're like, that'll be material. <laughs> You're like heartbroken, bawling, crying on the ground, snorting Xanax. I had dear joke. <laughs> and they're like, this is material. You're like, it really doesn't feel like material now. It just feels like I'm really upset. Do you know what I mean? I had dear joke on and she was like, no one wants to hear about your great days or your great life. Like, no. it's the crap things that happen that you really... Yeah. And you tell in your stand-up. Yeah, of course, yeah. So I did it. It was more a kind of a comedy theatre show called Bite Me. Yeah. Um, about that because it was like what was it oh yeah because they, they made you physically manifest your eating disorder so I turned mine into Louis Walsh <laughs> and then was going around that I was like so I for the show I wrote him as like a VO like he has all his own lines and everything he, he actually does it no, no he right. doesn't can you imagine <laughs> I was like I tried and funnily enough and I think when when the show first because it, it, it ran for about three years it just finished there recently yeah and, and um I tried to contact him or my producer tried to contact him but he'd just been kicked off Twitter for trolling someone. Stop. He was trolling that um, cruise ship singer, your man, who won one of the shows. You know who I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah. Louis's a legend. I do. I like Louis. Yeah, no, he seems really sound. (laughs) I swear to God, he's not sound and he openly says he's not sound. But he's one of these people who when you meet for the first like 15, 20 minutes, he kind of susses to see if you can laugh at yourself. Yeah. And if you can, he's that he has the crack with you. But if you can't, he's like, yeah, go away. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I'm a Louis Walsh, I'd be like kissing his feet. <laughs> but like I had this bit in the show where he's because he's very, um, you know, the way he's like really enthusiastic about things. Yes. He's like you're, you're young, you're hip, you're yeah, cool. Yeah. You got it going you're on, so girl. Thin, you're, you're beautiful. You're the best polemic in Ireland. Don't let those skinny bitches keep you down. People should vote for you because you're Irish. It was this whole big thing. So it worked really well for that. Yeah, OK. Um, but that was definitely a period in time where I did get great comedy out of it even though it was a very strange time so how did it get to the point where you went into is was it a facility or a facility so yeah. I, I ended up as an outpatient okay in Vincent's and was it so you're you you're allowed out in the evenings it's great it's like school but were you did you decide or did it your no. parents yeah no no I didn't. well in, in fairness now I it wasn't that I I didn't put my hand up and go here listen I need to go in somewhere yeah I did put my hand up eventually and said I don't know what the fuck I'm doing anymore and this has gone way out of control yeah. and everyone around me was going you think? Okay. <laughs> like yeah yeah. yeah. Um, so it took me it, I think I was kind of fannying around all in all for about eight years and then maybe two crises years yeah. where the, re- the wheels just came off. Okay. And then at the end of those years I went okay look I'll do I'll do because I had been kind of playing with therapy up to that point but genuinely not really thinking I needed to be there yeah. and thinking that the therapist was just fat and that <laughs> she just didn't understand what it was like to be a modern woman and she didn't have the pressures that we had and yes, she okay. was old and married and sure who cares what she looked like and all those things yeah. so I was there but I wasn't there no you weren't in it no I wasn't in it at yeah. all I was just ticking boxes um, and then my mum would give me money to go to therapy it's a spoiled little well, I mean I wasn't I was very mentally unwell <laughs> but, uh, and I'd just take the money and like just go off and not, not go it, or binge the money or purge the money whatever like I was in a you know yeah. bad way but eventually then when I went in I was like okay I'm here now what do you want me to do yeah. So I started then. Jesus, it was a pain in the hell. Because you have to like reprogram <laughs> the whole way you eat. Yeah, and think. Everything, all, your entire relationship with food. Like my relationship with food was so off the mark. I didn't know how to eat. I didn't know how to eat. I didn't know what to eat. I thought like the second you ate, I'd like watch to see yeah. where I could see it arrive on my body. Like madness. Yeah. Um, so it's like a full on education in... 
It's like, like weaning you off. I remember what the, they put me on um, medication, and I was th- thinking uh, medication to like curb the impulse for yes. binging and purging and all that stuff. And um, I said to your man, the doctor, I was like, when I stop taking these meds, if I stop taking these meds. Will I be, as in, if I stay in this program for a year and then at the end of the year I stop taking the meds, will I have stopped, will I stop that kind of thinking? And he yeah. was like, no, it'll, it'll come back. But you just, we'll train you how to deal with it when it does come back or whatever. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a fun time. And is that, like you'd often read, I don't know, wherever, about anorexia or bleem or whatever and, and women would say, you know, I suffered really bad in my teens or twenties or whatever, but up until my fifties, sixties, it still pops up every now and then. Well, I think bulimia in particular, like I had gotten to a stage where it was very obvious there was something wrong with me. I was very underweight. Um, I'd gone very mad. <laughs> very mad, mad on a scale. I was really up there. Um, but a lot of women or men who are bulimic, because bulimics just maintain their weight. Yeah. So like anorexic, the mindset is to lose weight, lose weight. Like I, every day I had to wake up and be smaller. Okay. That was the only thing that mattered. Nothing else mattered. Didn't care about anything else. Just had to be smaller every day. That yeah. was it. Whereas the bulimia is more like a binge purge thing and you almost maintain your weight. So like, so I was, in a way, I was lucky that I got as bad as I did because it meant I had to go in somewhere where some people can live with bulimia. I know people living with bulimia. Yeah. And they'll never fall off the side of the earth with it, but it's still desperately unhealthy it's a very lonely existence it's really damaging to your body that was something that I eventually got through to me like I teeth pulled out and everything but I was wondering about like my heart and like you know it has apparently eating disorders have the highest level of fatalities of any mental health illness Um, and they're everywhere like I kind of assume now everyone has an eating disorder and work back from that (laughs) isn't it mad Yeah. yeah I think they do like because and I think things are different now like in the early noughties when I was kind of being very much influenced by everything I saw all we had was heroin chic that was like the main yeah. aesthetic yeah there was Kate Moss everyone was it was all lollipop head models yeah so I I looked I thought the part yeah whereas now thin isn't cool anymore no. there was a time when being thin was really cool it just was and like no one could get to that weight healthily but very no. few people yeah um but now it's all about fitness and abs and it's still a pressure but i do feel it's probably a healthier pressure yeah do you know what i mean i do think though like i i almost every woman i know or every f- girl friend i have has a weird relationship with food yeah whether it's like it doesn't have to be anorexia or bulimia no it's just a weird relationship and and feeling like even i was in spain last week with five of my friends and before we went all in the WhatsApp group, we're all like, can I just say, like, I haven't done anything up and coming up to the yeah, top. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to look, no, I'm going to look the shittest. No, I am. No photos. Like, it's just yeah. like, it's constant. It's like studying for an exam. Like, I haven't done a thing. Yeah, yeah, you get yeah. over there and she's got 20 abs and you're like, fuck I was like, you, guys, I looked Louise. really well at the Style Awards and I haven't stopped eating since. So don't expect me to look like to that. excuse ourselves. It's so but it's bad. because we have been kind of told or we've certainly absorbed it that what our main thing that we have to offer the world is how we look yeah that and that was my in my that was my way of thinking nothing else matters only how i look that's yeah. the only thing that matters if i'm thin then everything else will fall into place if i'm not thin nothing else has any importance yeah and i think a lot of women still kind of hold that yeah. in their minds yeah i think they do yeah um okay Mm-hmm. Moving on to something 
No, actually, this is still kind of serious. Well, not well. No, it is. Okay, Joanne. Yes. Your no laughing matter moment. My no no laughing matter moment would probably be so my my dad died when I was sixteen, and he had a stroke when I was eleven. It was actually my eleventh birthday, uh, and. Those years in between 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, five years, I'm not great at maths, were not the crack. So it was a lot of hospital visits. He was in and out of rehab. Um, He was in a wheelchair. I was mortified that my dad was in a wheelchair. I had loads of guilt about being embarrassed that he was in a wheelchair, all that stuff. That was not the crack. And it went on for a very long time. Yeah. That's it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Next. Okay, the person you always laugh with. So, um, anyone really, <laughs> I'm not fussy. Uh, all my mates are funny. Well, I think they are. Um, who would I laugh at the most? There's so many of them. Do you know who I probably laugh at the most, most is my mate Nora Costigan. We were in the same school, but she was the year ahead of me. And then we were both such fuck ups <laughs> that we ended up doing our finals in college together in the same year even though we both left school like nine years previously yeah so I something, I love that something weird happened like she went back as a mature student when, so she was in first year college and I was doing my finals and I was like oh god I know you from school la, la, la. and we struck this friendship and I messed up so much that we both ended up doing our finals together <laughs> I did do you know how long it took me to do a three year degree well how long seven years stop seven years yeah but you, you did it yeah you I did it. You got it done. Yeah, I'm so proud of myself, Jim. <laughs> I really nailed it. No, but I know people who would like repeat first year and then get through second year, but repeat third year and then would just be like, fuck this and not do it. No, 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 no. I did it. Yeah. I, I went to Australia for a year. I did like, I kept sitting, I kept not sitting my exams, telling my mother I'd sat my exams. No. Yeah. Coming home. She's like, how did that paper go? And I like the lying little bastard that I am. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, the first question didn't go well because I was trying to set her up for the fact that I'd... No! Hadn't, like, was obviously going to fail. You just didn't sit them. Just didn't sit them. Because I knew in my mind, I was like, I'm not going to do well, but I'll probably scrape a pass. Yeah. And I don't want okay. to just pass. Do you know what I just... I was like, I'd rather just fail and just keep going back. <laughs> fail, fail better. Isn't How that the same? How did she not flip the literature? Oh, she, Jesus, she did. She well, like, she just since. was like, what am I going to do with you? Like, it was yeah. just this thing of like, mother of God. Constant. Yeah. She goes, go and do nursing. Like, there was all that jazz. She was like, do something else. So what were your finals in? English and sociology. And you've kind of used that. Arts. Arts. Yeah. Like, I, it was a very <laughs> grim time. Like, when yeah. I started in UCD, you could smoke in the arts block. And when I finished, <laughs> like, it was the mille- like, it was the millennium. Like, people were millennials. Like, I was there for way longer. I started as a normal student and finished as a mature student, basically. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Eventually God. Eventually, I was just like, oh, just get it done. Just, yeah. this is hanging over you. Just finish it. Yeah. Um, and you're glad you did. I'm glad I did, yeah. So Nora is your person. So Nora, sorry. So Nora is, her mother describes her as someone who jumps from one crisis to the next, which is a very good way of describing her. <laughs> like she's definitely, I would say, maybe on some sort of spectrum. <laughs> like she said to me herself, she's like, I'm probably on a spectrum of sorts. Like she is like a very unique person. Okay. Um, and she's so funny. She's so funny. Like we can, the most serious situation we can make irreverent in like two seconds <laughs> like it. if I'm in a crisis I'll call well I'll call everyone I like to bring everyone into my <laughs> same my face. yeah 
it's like a group experience really and yeah. get every opinion yeah and then try event. and form my own yeah but then don't form my own and then go back to them all and be like wait what did she say again yeah 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 <laughs> it's like fire festival on whatsapp you're just like bringing everyone in it's a shit show it's the drama i just love the drama but love nora it. funnily enough so me and Nora kind of stuck up our own friendship because we had loads of things in common. We both like writing and we both like performing. Her family is quite like artsy. And um, so we had our own little special friendship. And when I went to find my birth mother, so I'm friends with Nora's mother on Facebook. Um, when I went to find my birth mother, she she added me on Facebook because it's a modern world. And that's how one finds one's parents these days. Oh and she asked me how I knew Nora's mother. Yeah. And I was like, I know Nora's mother. She's the mother of one of my best friends, Nora. And she was like, oh, that's crazy because her granny and my grand are brothers and sisters. So it turns out I'm related to Nora. Oh my God. I know. And what was funny was when I went looking for my birth family and I wanted to find this kind of like, I wanted something artsy. Yeah. For me to think I was doing the right thing that I should be doing with my life. Yeah. If you know that kind of yeah, way. Yeah, of course. Um, I was looking for this blueprint. Yeah. Um. At one stage, I kind of fantasized that Twink was my mother and that Johnny Logan was my dad. Yeah, growing up, because they were the only kind of performy celebs I knew. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'd say they're mine. Um, <laughs> I'd say I came out of her. Uh, oh, my God. But so when I met them, they were like totally normal and like he's a plumber and she works in a camp. like totally normal. And I was like, is that, is that it? <laughs> Where's Twink? Like, so when I when I realized, and are they that, together? No no, 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 no. When I realized that Nora and me were related, I was like, oh, there is something there somewhere. <laughs> okay, some yes, some writery, yeah. performery thing. Yeah, somewhere there must be. Uh, even in my family, I suppose I like do performing or whatever, and so does Avian. Um, and our granddad is a concertina player, which obviously is like, but I think it's like an is that one an, of those teeny tiny guitars. No, it's a concertina, the the, the in out thing. <laughs> oh, and um, like an accordion, but a small version. Yeah. He plays a mini accordion. Yeah, but it's a se- he's seven times All-Ireland champion. What? <laughs> Your family is so bizarre. But there's performance there, you know? That's my point. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like a, we have a musical ear or like a performance ear. Yeah. Like even with me with the impressions, I suppose. It's yeah. Like you need to have that. But you're all very performery. Yeah. Yeah. We are. You see, uh, my family aren't, you see. So I kind of was... Looking for something. Looking for something like that. But to be honest, I don't know. I, you I found it just, in Nora. I, th- I found it yeah, in Nora, yeah. beautiful, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, a time where you had the last laugh. A time where you had the last laugh. That doesn't make me sound like a bitter asshole. Um, no, do it. Go for it. There's one, there's been a couple of things. Nothing that I can think of as in like, no one ever told me something and I ha- Actually, no, there was a guy, a man in comedy, I won't obviously mention his name, um, <laughs> who used to give me a bit of a hard time. See, I, so he told me once I'd never headline my own Vicar Street because my accent is so annoying. He said, no one will listen to that shit for an hour. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I did my own Vicar Street. <laughs> I went and did it. And I did that. Um, <laughs> obviously, I spoke in a Northside accent for the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> just so no one left. But there's been a couple of those kind of things in co- when I was coming up in comedy. Yes. Where I was told, I was kind of put down or dismissed. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it to do was to do with my accent, to be honest. Was it? Weird, isn't it? Uh, just that like, yeah, someone with this accent can't be, I was about to say taken seriously relatable. as a comedian. Or maybe it's, maybe it's, yeah, relatable. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so there was a lot of that. Which I feel now, I'm like, well, I kind of got Because people just assume there. if you have that accent, you're well off, you've had it easy. Is that what it is? I think it might be. Yeah, I don't know. Or like, yeah, you could come from a nice area 
you know, people preferred if you're an underdog. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or is that yeah, maybe that's my, it. I don't know. Or there was w- one of them, same guy, and he was like, I did this show in... I won't say about where and uh, I went over by like two minutes and he was really pissed off he was like no one's here to see you they're here to see all the other acts and I was like what? <laughs> like just rudeness yeah just weird stuff and then him coming trying to book me after that I was like <laughs> shut up your fucking shut up your hell. I love it so that's yeah. kind of your last but also in school the fact that you got in trouble for laughing and look at you now yeah, that's like now. getting the last laugh on someone who doesn't even remember I exist <laughs> it's not getting the last laugh they're like who? And I'm like, look at me now. They're You're like, like I what? Have no Do you want living in your mum's house in, do- in Dorky? Yeah. <laughs> Had we known you were going to rise to such success. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Joanne McNally. Yeah. If laughter wasn't the best medicine, what would be for you? Oh, I thought, I thought it was like a serious question. It was like insulin or something. <laughs> um, if laughter wasn't the best medicine, what would be for me? I love I get great comfort out of podcasts funnily enough and also drinking wine with my friends yeah I mean I want to say kayaking but like I'm not no. gonna lie yeah yoga yeah 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 no down with mindfulness dog. no wine <laughs> getting shit faced with my friends when, when you're with your friends and you have that first glass it's just so exciting it's like you know when the, when the text comes in wine <laughs> question mark you're like location <laughs> Send the car. Yeah. Drop the pin. Yeah. And you're and you have the first class and you get you just get like huh. I know, it's so exciting. And you just I'm actually just getting, getting really excited about thinking about it now. And you just like, talk. Our, and like the way we we can tell ourselves we don't have a drink problem because we're drinking in the morning, but it's brunch. We're like, if you can see an egg, it's grand. I can see an egg. There's an egg there. Don't worry about Avocado, it. Someone's scrambling sorted. an egg. Yeah, it's fine. It's totally grand. Okay. Your quick fire round. Oh yeah, okay. The movie you always laugh at. Do you know what I love? Movie I love. Do you know what the first books that I used to I reread and reread and reread. Well, the first ones actually, if I'm being honest, were Point Horror. But when I was an adult, was the Bridget Jones yes. Diary. They were my first. I just I, and even now I have them. I have so many different copies of them, and there's underlines and highlighted bits, and I roared laughing. Yeah. And I have such a love for her, yeah. even though she's kind of a bit dated now. I know, but I, you still watch it and go, "Oh my god, it was so deadly in its time." It was just so good, and I remember watching Bridget Jones and laughing and laughing, and yeah. just because I felt like I knew her. Yeah, she felt like my friend. Yes, she really, really did. Like she felt like a woman I knew. Yeah, but now I guess she'd be seen as a bit dated, but um. That's a film that I would look back at and laugh. I laugh, I laugh, I'd laugh at anything. <laughs> Schindler's List, I'd be pissing myself. <laughs> the actor or actress that you always laugh at? Oh, um, probably Tina Fey. Yeah, legend. Yeah. And also, and I'm embarrassed now, I can't remember her name, but the other girl on SNL, she's brilliant. The on blonde SNL. one, do you know her? Not Tina, not Amy Poehler, no. No, anyway, it doesn't matter. Tina Fey. Okay. I actually think Amy Poehler's better. Any of those girls. I was so disappointed with Wine Country. I didn't see it. Oh God. Bad. Very bad. It's on Netflix. And it's kind of, it's on Netflix. But it's one of those things, I love that group of women. Yes. The so bridesmaids. Much. Yeah, yeah, I love them. But I watched it anyway because I was like, I just kind of like spending time with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, again, I feel like I'm hanging out with them. Um, also, do you know who else I'm obsessed with? Julia Davis. Who's that? She writes, she's a writer. She she wrote um, uh, Nighty Night and Sally Forever. Okay, yeah, yeah, she's, yeah. Like I mean Deadly insane Yeah uh, To write like that But she is amazing Okay so you've gone for women You don't care No actor I've no, I don't really, no, t- I don't really care for men no. I'm joking, I love men I do love, love men me. uh, The book was the next one But are you going to say Bridget Jones Oh um, Let me think If I can think of something More highbrow Ulysses I love that <laughs> 
Hilarious. Stunning. Yeah. The comedian that you always laugh at. God, there's so many. Um, who do I always laugh at? I love... Uh, Catherine Ryan in the UK at the moment. Mm-hmm. She's Canadian. She's hilarious. Tommy Tiernan, amazing. Jason Byrne, like, unbelievable. Yeah. I go to see him every year in Edinburgh just to see what it's like yeah. to be that good a performer. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if he has any material. Like, I couldn't tell you one Jason Byrne joke. Like, I couldn't... Go, you know what I mean? Tommy, yes, you can yeah, kind of yeah. remember what he says. Yeah, yeah, Jason, yeah. you go in and it's just chaos. Yeah. And he's, there's people up on stage and he's got, like, plastic horses' heads on them <laughs> and he's guiding them into fences and all. It's just... He's like if a magician and a, and a comedian rode. <laughs> he's the love child of a magician and a comedian, I think. Did he... Have you ever seen... I know, as you're saying, like, he kind of just rolls with it. The one about his parents. Or it's like, Edna, Edna, no. Edna, Edna. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I saw him, he was doing this amazing thing about getting a vasectomy. <laughs> And he's like, the whole time you could smell dinner in the, no! in the hospital. He's like, there was a smell of dinner in the hospital. Stop! There's something very, and it's not even like, I think I think he's just been taken over by Foil Arms and Hog. But for years and years, he was the biggest selling act in Edinburgh. My ever. Gosh. Ever. Like, I remember last year I went to see him in the in the castle, up in Edinburgh Castle, which is like the main room. I don't know, it's like a thousand people. Like, to get people into my show, it takes about three minutes. <laughs> I'm like, hello, come in, sit down, they're in. I was watching them go into Jason Byrne's show. <laughs> they were coming from Glasgow. Like, stop. yeah, they were, had to be, cars were stopping. Like, people had to stop cars, let them let cars through and everything. They were holding up the traffic, crossing the road. Like, it was, they were like Hello, ants. come in, sit down. Hello, sit down. Hello, sit down. Hello, Mary, sit down. Mom, sit down. That's it. Let the show begin. Oh, so watching him. Is it tough going? Watching him, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> now he's doing it 20 years. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but well, you'll be the same. Ah, yeah. Oh my God. Ah, yeah. I don't know if I could do 20 <laughs> Edinburgh's in a row. Mad. Already, I'm like, I'm writing my new show at the moment. It's called the Prosecco Express. Love um, it. I know. Uh, it's like, I hope they think it's like a fun show about a drink problem. Because in Edinburgh, you kind of need a bit of... Yeah. Feel well, mm. you do, well. That's the trend at the moment. Jason Byrne doesn't have any feelings. No, <laughs> he doesn't realize. But like, not in his show. There's no like. Oh, so there's that. like trends. Well, at the moment, yeah. There's a very there's a, like people want, you know, pain. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Kind of demands at different times yeah. for different vibes. Yeah. So I was like that's last cool. year, I was like, I've no depression, which is very upsetting because <laughs> depression is the new Pilates in Edinburgh. Like they're all out. <laughs> I was like, I'd love enough depression just to wear a beret, just like a small <laughs> amount of depression. Um, but so, yeah, you need a kind of a more serious angle yeah. that you can play around with. Well, I mean, someone may, will break the mold, but that's kind of the trend at the moment. Do you find it hard, the stand-up? Do you ever go, I'm going to throw it in, in the tail? Yeah. The Didn't you I- work in PR? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was in PR for th- four years. And what made you just be like, no, bye? What, actually, what happened was I was in public relations mad with the eating disorders um, had to quit work to go into that treatment programme and then when I was in that programme but I was out living my life at the weekends yeah. I, still can't, I, was still, I still have boyfriends and all stop I know like I couldn't hold down and did they know down a biscuit let alone a relationship and there I was in full on relationship <laughs> with lads being and they all broke up with me oh my god they all broke up with me and rightly so and did they know you were in the... Film? No, they just knew that something was very <laughs> wrong. Like, they were like, what is going on with this bird? And you'd be with them at the weekends? Yeah, I'd be out. I'd be with them in the weekends. Still wearing the ID bracelet from the hospital. <laughs> What's that? I'm not, I was at a festival. <laughs> no! I'm like, What's that drip oh. in your arm? I was like, don't worry about that. Where are we going tonight? Dinner? I'll skip the dinner if you don't mind. 
I had boyfriends. Like, I just can't believe I had boyfriends. My God. I met one of them recently, actually, and, and um, we were talking about it all. And he knows now. And he was like, honestly, I didn't know what was going on with you. I just knew you were a bit mad. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't stay around. Like, like <laughs> I'd stay over the night and then leave the first thing the next day. Be like, let's go for breakfast. No. All I wanted to do was drink. I was so anxious the whole time. I know. And now I'm grand and I can't get a boyfriend. <laughs> like they're attracted to the madness tell me a bit I know what was the question <laughs> I actually don't remember okay your worst joke is your final question oh I can't say my worst joke why <laughs> because it's oh, I just can't okay. say it because it's I have yeah, to I know, pull we've it no, we've no BAI rules on a podcast you can say no but I think it's racist oh okay <laughs> I think well it's actually it's not I don't think it's racist but apparently okay it's, it could be seen but I think the joke's actually on me but anyway I'm not I'm not telling it okay do you have any to contribute um <laughs> let me think a really bad joke do you have any like one oh, liner do you know the one joke um I started with because when I got into comedy because male comics in general aren't that attractive and the <laughs> only one that was was Des Bishop yeah so he was the one I kind of knew and I had a bit of a horn for him um <laughs> Uh, so when I started doing it, I, my joke, my first joke was, because at the fir- when I started doing it, because I was kind of brought into it, it wasn't my idea, right? Yeah. So I was kind of um, brought in, um, PJ Gallagher suggested and he brought me on tour with him. So I started doing gigs with him and uh, it was Des Bishop. It was like, obviously people, you know, why would a woman get into comedy? Because at the time I felt it was like, I had to address the fact that I was a woman. Yeah. I was apologizing kind of for myself. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing there and uh, I was like well, you know I obviously got in to what was it to go down on to go down on Daz Bishop <laughs> yeah that was it I wanted to get closer to Daz Bishop so I could go down on Daz Bishop he's got he had testicular cancer so he's only got one ball <laughs> but I've got numerical dyslexia so by the time I'm finished with them I'll think he's got 22 balls worst joke ever and I, that was what I opened with and everyone was like no! what's this what's she called what's she doing my balls for she just keeps doing my balls on Daz Bishop yeah, cancer. Haha, ha, cancer. That's a good, that's a very good worst joke. Yeah, it's not that bad. I mean, listen, I'm sure I've got way worse, but <laughs> I've just cleared me, them from my mind. You can tell me the other one when we're not recording. Grant. Joanne McNally, thank you so much for sharing the laughs of your life. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> Am I dying? Is that why you're talking to me like this? I do like a weird BBC <laughs> voice at the you end. Do. You do. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the laughs of your life i hope you enjoyed it if there's anyone you'd like to hear from get in touch tweet me at theron garrahy don't forget to like subscribe rate review and all those other things this podcast is recorded in collaborative studios <laughs> <laughs>